Sci-Fi for Me presents Jason Hunt and Timothy Harvey. This is the H2O Podcast. Oh, all right. I got to catch up our breath just a little bit. Hi, folks. You do, you do the introductions there. <laughs> Hi, I'm Timothy Harvey, and this is Jason Hunt. Mm-hmm. This is H2O. We are recording a little later in the day than we have been. Uh, I've been recording around 2 o'clock on Saturdays, and today it is not 2 o'clock. It is also not our originally planned 4 o'clock. No. But not too far off. Well, what, what we ran into... Um, before we before we came back, before we decided to relaunch everything and, and start going into production again, um, we had some obligations that were already in place. Mm-hmm. Um, I just actually like five minutes ago walked in the door from a St. Patrick's Day parade that I shoot the video for every year. And it went a little bit longer than expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so happens. you know, and you're coming from, well, I think, thirty minutes away, and it's like I gotta get there, gotta get there, gotta get there, and then of course you've got to get make sure everything is set up, so all the equipment and the cameras and the microphones right. and all this other stuff, and then you know let the dog out. So, and on top of that fact, um, right now anyone living in Kansas City is dealing with the fact that almost every road in this town has some sort of gaping pothole. Oh yes, killing traffic. Yes, there are craters everywhere. Um, I mean, we are literally talking, you know, four foot wide holes in the ground in the middle of a lane. Yeah, and so traffic will just like slam to a stop, and you will just be waiting for someone to quite understandably not want to drive their car through this gaping hole in the earth. Um, so, no and kidding. It's, it's, it's just, uh, Kansas yeah, City's were, winter weather this year has been not kind to the roads. Yeah, there's, there's, there have been several bobs and weaves and swerves mm-hmm. today uh, yeah. on their way back. Um, we are going to tell you that you can uh, get a discount at SuperheroStuff.com. Let's mention mm-hmm. our sponsor. Let's, the, um, the promo code, Sci-Fi for Me 10, when you enter that at checkout, you can get 10% off your order. That can be applied to other sale prices, discounted prices, other special offers, and uh, and whatnot. It it's it doesn't work if you've got a different promo code because mm. there's only one promo code for you. Right, but if right. it's like you know 20% off all Flash items or, or Wonder Woman or whatever, then uh, then you can use that discount code that we've set up, Sci-Fi for Me 10, and you can get the extra savings. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. I just, there's, there are days I look at all of the crap happening and I just wonder why we're doing this. And there are days that I read sites with a different political bent than Washington Post and I see feel the same way from the opposite direction. The DC Cinematic Universe, speaking of Flash and Wonder Woman. Yes. It's no longer going to be a shared universe. Uh, this is something that has apparently been confirmed by... Kevin Sujihara, who is in charge of Warner Brothers, at least for now. <sighs> Folks, stop being stupid. Don't sleep with people to get a job. 
don't sleep with people put, to push put, other people to get a job. Or put yourself in a position that <sighs> anyone could think that you are, because that's not going to help you. No. Um, so there's that. It's no longer a sheer universe, and we're seeing some of that with Shazam. Uh, early discussion about Shazam is all positive. Mm-hmm. People are very excited about this movie. Um, and um, I've heard... I've seen a few very vague comments about early reviews, people talking about having seen the film. There, there have been it. early screenings. Um, uh, the embargo lifts on March 23rd. Mm-hmm. So after that, we'll get we'll start seeing official reviews start to roll out. Um, uh, I saw a video from Grace Randolph yesterday, I think. Uh, she got to to go to an early screening in LA, I think, and she loves it. So, you know, early, early reviews on the real Captain Marvel are, uh, are pretty good. And I say that because this character was Captain Marvel before Marvel had any Captain Marvel, not just, not just Carol Danvers or Monica Rambeau or Marvel or Marvel man or Miracle man or whoever. Captain Marvel was, was what? 19, 39? Yeah, 30, he, he, yeah, he's, he's been around. He's basically a Superman knockoff. Um, yes, yeah, C.C. Beck was the artist um, in Fawcett Comics, which was eventually absorbed by DC. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, there's a whole history of legal... Oh. Mess, and that's that's the whole reason that Marvel could actually have a character called Captain Marvel because so many legal things were up in the air that when yeah. they took they named a character that it was something that just sort of it turned also turned into a thing, and then it was a thing, and it was a bigger thing, and and, and then it was a legal thing, and, and which is why the Captain Marvel comic uh, that DC publishes is called Shazam, and the character uh, has been going by the name Shazam, which is dumb. You say the name Shazam, you transform. I mean, the, the 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 saying the old man's name invokes the transformation. That's how it's always been. But this is this is what happens when uh, the legal rights to a name in a comic book get tangled up in such a way. Thankfully, there's not that many characters this happens to, <laughs> no. uh, because this has been something that I mean, it really has meant that the character has had uh, a lot of publication questions for a long time now currently dc is doing pretty well from what i understand with their captain marvel with their shazam they did it again because i'm old enough to remember when, when this well he is, captain marvel. he is captain marvel billy batson is captain marvel but when but the the current shazam comic is doing pretty well people seem to be enjoying it a lot and this is and that's jeff johns and this, writing that or at least he was he you know he wrote the new 52 who's writing it now i'm not sure i have to look into um, that i do uh the there have been changes to the character, which the movie tends to follow a little bit uh, in terms of not. It doesn't appear to be completely uh, lining up with the with the current comic version of the character. Yeah, but it seems to be taking some of the some of the uh, um, the tone of it because there was a lot of humor in the comic, and also the view the current the current version of the character, which is. It's a young, it's a boy in an adult's body. It's big with a cape. Yeah, essentially, um, which actually seems to be working for folks in terms what? of in terms of enjoying the character. And you know that if they don't do Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Pop, it's a missed opportunity. <laughs> They'll have to do it. Just this movie seems self-aware enough that I wouldn't put it past them to throw that in there. The only problem I would have with that is that it really would be something 
for an older audience that on one hand, since the fans are running the show, could be there, but a lot of younger audiences are going to sit there and go, I don't know, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's not there, I won't be surprised. If it is there, I'll be pleased just because I'll get, I'll get the joke. Well, as many people that have said, it's big in a cape. You yeah. know, it's big in spandex. I mean, that's what. What if Tom Hanks does a cameo? Wouldn't that be amazing? As a, as a toy company executive, you know, <laughs> just, just for giggles. <clears throat> but one of the things that we're seeing with this. With, with with the success of films like Aquaman and what appears to be the excitement and potential success lining up for Shazam is that DC has has completely stepped away from the idea of having all their shared universe be anything resembling what it was a year ago. Yeah. And uh, however you feel about the Snyder films and with the, the, the Snyder storyline and what he was trying to do... Um, and there are legitimate criticisms of of his storytelling uh, and and the world, this sort of very grim world that he'd actually built up. Um, there was there was a planned story in there. There was an arc that he was trying to build across. I think five films was the original plan, right? Yeah, I think so. And that's gone. They have they have set that aside, which actually, oddly enough, I think may for those who are expecting who want to get the Snyder cut, if these if if looking at the DC films as not a shared universe and letting them go off in their own way, that's actually going to increase the possibility of a Snyder Cut coming out, eventually. The, the current Shazam comic book apparently is written by Jeff Johns with art by Dale Inglesham. Mm. E- Eaglesham. Eaglesham. Okay. Eaglesham. Uh, the art, yeah, it's another comic. The art, actually, I like the art in that comic. I haven't seen the new title yet. Yeah. I haven't seen the current, the, the Rebirth since Rebirth. Yeah, uh, i got to say that as somebody who um, was not a fan of the New 52 oh. at all, uh, and thought that while it was an interesting idea, it was not the first time that a comic company had, had started at zero and started to retell their stories again, um, it didn't work the way that anyone hoped, fans especially. Yeah. And the current run of DC Comics, where they are actually brought bringing back the original characters, the pre-New 52 characters, and then but not ignoring the fact that they did this thing, it's made some for some very interesting storylines. So kudos to them for actually going, yeah, we made a mistake. We're going to fix it. But wait, we're going we're to gonna, we're going to use it. We're going to yeah. use it and, and, and tell some interesting stories. So, well, and and I think <clears throat> when when DC and Warner Brothers and all of that before Kevin Sujihara came on board at Warner Brothers, everybody figured that there was going to be this brand new universe. Green Lantern was the beginning of it, and then it failed. Hmm. Um, and then you had Man of Steel, which got mixed reviews. And then suddenly you had Batman v Superman was all of a sudden this last-minute gotcha announcement at San Diego. Hmm. And now suddenly, you know, when Kevin Sujihara comes in, now suddenly there's this big plan for this massive film universe, shared universe thing. Hmm. And then we got stories coming out basically saying Warner Brothers put all their eggs in one basket and they have absolutely no plan B in case it goes wrong, which it did because they didn't plan it properly. I mean, everybody saw this as DC trying to catch up to Marvel, ignoring the fact that Marvel took their time from Iron Man to Avengers. Iron Man... Captain America, First Avenger, you had all of these solo films, Thor, Avengers, the whole group of them coming together didn't happen the second 
film out of the right. gate. And a lot, for a lot of us, it felt like DC was trying to have their cake and eat it too. Oh, look, we've got all of these characters. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just go ahead and do the Justice League. Well, you haven't earned Justice League yet. And that or, was one of the problems with this whole, you know, you go from super, you know, Man of Steel, which some people liked, some people didn't. And then you have Batman v Superman, which a lot of people didn't like. And then you've got Justice League, which... Okay, we you haven't earned our trust with this yet. Now suddenly there's all of these characters that we haven't met except for, you know, some email video commercial in the middle of another film. And or, or they ignored the the complete reverse of that, which would they would have done with the George Miller Justice League film, where you threw the, you yeah. threw it in with everybody right there and start start with that. But see, the thing about it is that the George Miller Justice League happened before Marvel ever did anything, right? So you wouldn't have had those comparisons to make no, to and, what Marvel it came with Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios because think, that would that then you would have had Marvel being compared to what DC right. was doing. Well, and I think that that DC also ignored the fact that. Very little of the early days of the Marvel Cinematic Universe was certain. Yeah. There was no guarantee Iron Man was going to be a hit. Right, and you could take those kind of risks. Um, it was like when when they found out Firefly was canceled. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, what are they going to do? Fire us? Mm-hmm. Let's just go and do. And and when you remove that stress, that pressure, I think it's a lot easier to just roll with it and just be creative and not have to worry about what's the box office going to be like? What's the audience response going to be like? Let's just make a movie. Let's just tell a story and, Which, and see what curiously happens. Curiously enough, that seems to be what DC has decided to do. Because the next film coming out after, I think it's the next film coming out after uh, Shazam, isn't the, it the Joker? Or is it Wonder No, wait. I think it is Joker. So the Joker film... With Joaquin Phoenix. Um, which the uh, the marketing campaign, which has been incredibly minimal at this point. I haven't seen anything beyond those early behind-the-scenes fil- uh, that, photos. That, 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 that was that, it. That, there's that little tiny trailer that's basically a teaser teaser where he just shows his face. Oh, right, right, right. Frankly, I think that's genius because you don't have to tell people who the Joker is at this point. I mean, movie audiences who want to go see a Joker movie know who the Joker is. Yeah, except Come- for that. Spoilers, there are now three of them. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, but in the movie versions, there's at least two. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the one which is set in a... Uh, this is not set with the the world of Aquaman. This is not set with the world of Shazam. This is set up in its own little universe. It does have a Bruce Wayne in it, but who's a child. It's set in the 80s. And it's basically um, uh, the rise of the clown prince of crime. And the or, and an origin story because as everyone knows the Joker has Joker's is his multiple choice right um, you know I got these guys um, does not line <laughs> up with any other uh, uh, Joker origin story well what was it uh, oh, Killing Joke mm-hmm. um, where he talks about remembering his past in multiple choice right yeah you know, that's that's been a thing for him in a while for so it's a while. A, you can actually do this with this character completely in context of the character i mean even if it was supposed to be quote unquote part of the shared universe mm-hmm. it would it, you could do that with the joker but in this case it's not it's its own little story and a lot of people are fairly excited about this it, with even with as little information as we have so far yeah the premise is interesting the actor is interesting the the t- tiny little bit of visuals we're getting are like 
You intrigue me, sir. Show mm-hmm. me more. Give me a trailer. Yeah. I, I want to see this film, and I, but now I want to see a trailer to see if I'm if this exci- early stage excitement is worth it. Yeah, I think, and, and that's one of the things that DC's got to be careful about because, you know, we've seen the stories about changes in the executives. I mean, we're now on our, what, third or fourth production executive yeah. team mm-hmm. since Snyder. Um, well, or including Snyder, you had, you had Christopher Nolan, you had Zack Snyder, uh, Jeff Johnson, John Burke were there for a while, and now they're out, and now you've got this new guy that's in there. Um, and all of this happened after Kevin Sujahara took over as president right. of Warner Brothers. So all of these different things are going on, and now you have added into the mix um, the 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 breakup of Warner you know, because now you have Warner Media, which is a brand new entity coming mm-hmm. out of the breakup and the sale and all this other stuff. So who knows what's going to happen there? And then you've got Sujihara mired in his controversy. Right. Mm-hmm. So who knows how long he's going to be at Warner Brothers even. So if somebody else comes in, because Diane Nelson's gone, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else comes in and replaces Sujihara, that could, this could change everything all over again. This is true, but for the moment, we know that we've got Shazam coming out, we've got uh, Joker coming out, right? Wonder Woman 84. Yep. Um, and was it 84 or Wonder Woman 80? 84. 84. Okay. It's 84. <clears throat> um, Birds of Prey, I think, is in post-production at this point, isn't it? I think, I think so. I think they're done shooting. Yeah, and then you've got Suicide Squad 2. Right, Suicide Squad 2, where, of course, Will Smith is has left, not for any reason other than scheduling conflicts. So they say. Which, uh, considering Will Smith's career, that's the thing that happens. I mean, you get, in, you get into Will Smith level. Um, they did do a nice little recast. Yeah, Id- Idris Elba is going to play Deadshot again. And the word is, uh, I saw a headline, I think, today, that James Gunn's Suicide Squad sequel is a reboot, not a sequel. I had heard that it was a bit of both. Yeah, that it was always sort of, a bit of both. Uh, because there were parts of the first one that people generally agreed. Uh, Amanda Waller was kind of a terrible monster, which is appropriate. She is. She's supposed to be a terrible monster. You're yeah. supposed to be end up rooting for the terrible monster because Amanda Waller is an amazing comic book character. Um, who the original one? Well, and and the ver- and and the Viola Davis version we get is the kind of pragmatic, ruthless monster that the character should be. I still think CCH Pounder should have played her. I would not disagree with that. Just give her give her, her that. Don't no. she be great in it. She would. Um, but there are, you know, Margot Robbie's uh, Harley Quinn, you know, people enjoyed her character enough that the, that the spinoff is a legitimate thing that people are like, oh, let's, let's have a movie with her playing the part. Yeah. Um, there, are, there are things to like... Um, if visually, if nothing else, that was, uh, this is Suicide Squad was one of those films where I went, boy, that sometimes this film sure is pretty. Um, and that's not a compliment by the way. Uh, but it, there were, there were, there were moments of the film I enjoyed, but there were a lot more. I was just like, oh, you guys could have tried harder. You got to wonder though, the original edit, what, uh, I don't wonder so much about the original edit, but you've got to wonder what Warner Brothers executives are thinking right now given what we found out this week about James Gunn. Because apparently, for those of you who missed it, James Gunn has come back to Disney for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Which will now shoot after Suicide Squad. But. Supposedly. But. 
news reports also have it that Disney never actually really fired him. Okay. They just kind of put him on the back burner because, again, and, and this goes back to another conversation that we had, the mm. whole follow the money thing because of the Fox deal. Yeah. Disney has a certain image. For good or ill, Disney has been, you know, the Magic Kingdom mm -hmm. place. It's a family-friendly. There's never been anything. That's why they set up Buena Vista. That's why they set up Hollywood Pictures, so mm -hmm. they could do the edgier stuff outside of the Disney brand. Right, yeah. And to have James Gunn with all of this swirling about him, just as conversations started with the, with the acquisition of 20th Century Fox... Disney pulled the plug on James Gunn. And at the time, everybody was under the impression that he had been fired. That and word was used a lot. That was that was used a tremendous a lot. And the cast of the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm -hmm. you know, they want to rehire James Gunn. And there was all this big PR thing, right? Well, as it turns out, according to information that's come out this week, he was never fired. Now, is this something that has been confirmed, or it's, is this a this a, this is Pete? Sources are saying we're not hearing anything confirmed. It is reported in the trades, okay. so I'm going to take that with maybe a little grain of salt, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little bit more credibility it's into inside, it if it's, it's coming industry, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, industry yeah. stuff, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, that mm -hmm, kind of thing. Right. So that begs the question. What does Warner Brothers do now that they have found out? That James Gunn negotiated with them for a deal with Suicide Squad under false pretenses. Unless he told them. Unless they knew. I mean, because it might have been, look, you know, yes, I'm, on, I'm on leave from Marvel. To, but, to, but to use your reasoning, if we're going to get into that kind of conspiracy, there are a lot of people involved that would have to cover something oh, not, like I'm that up. I'm not necessarily up. calling it a conspiracy. I'm saying I know, that... but if there's, uh, even if it's a conspiracy of silence, I mean, if, if James Gunn goes into Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers is under the impression that he's been fired from Disney, mm -hmm. if he tells them... No, I wasn't really fired. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Somebody could leak that. Oh, sure. Uh -huh. So I'm not saying. I'm not saying the assumption then. Did. I'm just saying that there's no. We don't. Right. We, we don't, don't know. know if he did. We don't know. But the assumption would be that he didn't tell them. That is an assumption. That yes. is an assumption. In which case, he negotiated under false pretenses, which is fraud. Unless he only negotiated a one film deal and it never came up. Because quite honestly, yeah, but the only reason, but the reason, the ostent, you know, the public ostensibly, the reason they hired him was because of all of the blowback from him getting fired from Guardians of the Galaxy. Or they just now sat he's there available. And, or, or they just sat there and went, the Guardians of the Galaxy director is now available. Let's take advantage of that. Could be. In which case, he didn't disabuse them of that notion, which still goes under. Or negotiating under or false pretenses. Unless, maybe. So what maybe. does Warner Brothers do? Now, so now Warner Brothers can either come out and say, yes, we knew this already, mm -hmm. in which case they look bad too because they're dealing in bad faith with the audience, same as Disney and James Gunn. And in also that case, Disney's dealing in bad faith with Fox because the whole James Gunn is fired was to smooth the way for the Fox deal to happen. If that's why it was done. If according that's why to reports. Was, okay. According if, to if reports, that's, that's why, why it, was, it done. was done. Let's sideline James Gunn because of this, because we don't want the Fox deal to go to fall apart. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So somebody lied. Or either so, so that's definitely a possibility. Disney lied. There's, that's definitely a well. See that we fired James Gunn. That's that's a lie. That would seem to be a. And if a lie, everybody yes. is acting on that lie, mm-hmm. that is a fraud that's perpetrated by the Walt Disney Company in order to make the Fox deal go through. If that's why it was done. Again. Again, is, yeah, is, it is it we, is speculative, but in large part for one very simple reason, all of this internal conversation stuff, uh, a lot of times stays very very hidden because it's internal business conversation, and right. we don't ever get to see it. But at the same time, Disney said we fired James Gunn. Yeah, so at of course, the core of all of this, no so, matter what happened behind the scenes now, in the, the back rooms, the, the, the critical thing here is is determining whether or not he actually was fired. Because that's the real question. According to the reports, According Disney has said they never fired him. Well, then... those reports are quoting are, are are quoting Disney executives okay. who are saying we never fired him. Which is why they never considered anybody else to replace him because or they, or they, they didn't need to. Well, there's a sneaky way around this too, <sighs> and that is um, depending on what his contract looks like, is they literally could sit there and go, "We didn't fire him, but we also didn't sign a new contract with him." So he didn't have a job with us. Uh, I know, I know it's semantics. If he was already on to direct, then there was a contract in place already. Well, there could have been a verbal contract at that point. It could have been. No, because he'd already done the script. The script was delivered. It was in hand. So there had to be paperwork for that. Well, still, yeah, but. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that that right now. In any case. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to. A lot of Guardians of the Galaxy fans are going to be happy. Oh, they're ecstatic. And Suicide Squad 2 fans, potential fans. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe he won't be the director of <laughs> Suicide Squad 2. If if that's what turned out, then then maybe he won't be. But we'll see what happens. Well, and that's the that's the other thing then is, is you know, what does this do to Disney's reputation moving forward? And what, what kind of impact does this have on the know. Marvel Cinematic Universe if Disney lied – about firing James Gunn. I don't know because I'll, I'll and the t- timing I, of it is really suspicious too. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what because I, I but that's I, not a DC thing. The thing the thing that I think about for for this sort of stuff is what the vast majority of the movie audience cares about, and I can guarantee you the vast majority of the movie audience doesn't care about this. All they care all they care about is getting James Gunn James Gunn true. back doing true 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 and I would counter that from a business perspective it doesn't matter what the audience thinks it what it's what matters is what the executives perceive right and but, the, because the audience doesn't make the decisions on what movies get greenlit the oh, executives do and if I'm the executives are sitting there saying the damage the damage that could be done by Disney admitting okay yeah we lied about James Gunn getting fired well they've essentially done as much this week can be uh for the larger audience, it may not make a difference. Well, what I'm wondering is what kind of impact it's going to have, given that we have not officially closed the Fox deal. No, that's another good question, and I think that the the question there ends up being how much do the folks at Fox care? How much? How much? The shareholders, much the, shareholders the shareholders at 20th Century Fox, I imagine, would care. It depends on what they're getting paid. Depends on, what, depends on how much how much money they're making. Well, on the see, deal. and that's the other thing too is I mean, how how badly does the PR have to be, Captain Marvel, in order to damage the stock value 
to affect this deal with Fox for the shareholders to sit there and go, you know, let's take a second look at this. That's a really good question, and and I and, think I think it I, honestly at this point, considering the amount of money that they are potentially going to make, I would imagine it, they would take a lot of problematic stuff if the money if the dollar amount was big enough. Sure, is a lot of problematic stuff hitting all at once. But how much is the money? How much are they getting? I mean, because a lot of a lot of these folks, a lot of a lot of investors in these sort of businesses, don't really care so much about what's going on as as long as they get the money. That's true. Yeah, ultimately, it's a it's a business, and it's about the bottom line. And that's but, a remind and, and that's a reminder, folks, for for again when you when creative decisions are made about your favorite characters that you don't agree with. Remember two things: uh, one, adapting adapting things into movies is is always going to be changes, and two, the people running it. Our business people. Yeah, here's here's Lanita Cook questioning: Did they never fire him because they needed to adhere to an HR process to fire because he didn't do anything wrong? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Uh, may you know maybe they looked into it. Of course, it was it did really seem like it was a snap decision at the time. Oh yeah. And you know, reactive to the whole Me Too movement thing, everybody is sensitive about that because everybody is is that getting accused of that. was less a, a Me Too reaction and a conservative. Well, the, the climate, a the conservative, uh, the whole dragging that stuff up and, and plastering it all over the internet. But every, every all, but we're in that we're in that post Me Too world. But unlike a lot of people, all of these things. But unlike a lot of people, James Gunn did the apology thing right by sitting there going, "I was wrong." This is I've been telling people I've been wrong, and people sat there. He has been telling people he was wrong to make yeah. these jokes, and he said, "I don't blame any." You know, D- Disney wants to part ways with me. I completely understand. That's fine. And nobody, and yeah, and I'm not know. faulting him for this. He, ha- by the way, he handled it right. We've talked about this a couple episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm this not is faulting the apology. This is the real I, one. So I'm not faulting James Gunn for I'm any sorry. of this. But um, if if he knew that he wasn't fired, no. And is complicit in the lie. That's a completely different thing than I made a bunch of stupid jokes when I was younger, working for trauma, and I'm am sorry they were dumb. Okay, we did well, the, no, apology. Actually, the, the apology. This is a different the, thing. Yeah, the apology is actually still stands on its own. The question of what he what yeah this, yeah. this is a really good this question. is a different I love, thing. I would love to I'd love to have uh, answers on this. Because... By the way, if any of you working at Disney would like to supply us with some of that information. <laughs> Dear James Gunn, um, please call in. Well, you know, even if it's you know like an executive secretary who knows things that knows things, then oh. you know knows somebody who knows somebody who knows things. You know, that's a way too many know somebody. Friend there, of a friend of a friend. Uh, well, you know, it's you know journalistically. What, Kevin Kevin Bacon is six layers, so we we got a little bit of wiggle room there. Yeah, okay, right. Sure. I. <laughs> Well, and and we're kind of Kevin Bacon knows everybody. Um, I and and we're kind of straying a a little bit far afield from the from the from the topic for today. But you know the Disney thing. I think there's a story there that is much bigger than anybody realizes. And there's when when that breaks open, you're going to start to see a lot of people react in ways you might not otherwise see them act it's going to be it's going to be a real interesting couple of years for disney i think maybe we shall see yeah um layers upon layers uh ezra miller to get back to our topic here right ezra miller played the flash in the justice league film a lot of reviewers and fans thought that he they enjoyed his performance they thought his uh his portrayal of a 
young superhero who was really fairly new at this and felt considerably overwhelmed by the more experienced characters around him um, came across as part of the film they liked. Here's an article, March 15th, Boris Kitt in The Hollywood Reporter. Headline, Flash Shocker. Ezra Miller writing script in bid to stay on as star. But wait, that's not all. The actor is writing the script with superstar comics author Grant Morrison. Hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. let's read on. In a bid to keep himself involved as the Scarlet Speedster, actor Ezra Miller is taking a hands-on approach to The Flash. Now remember, we've already gone through what? We're on our third director for yeah. this project now? Miller is taking a stab at writing the script for the Warner Brothers project Hollywood Reporter has learned. He has teamed up with Grant Morrison, the acclaimed comics author, Take that for what it's worth. Some mm-hmm. like him, some don't. That's right. To pen a draft that could I've determine... I've quite a bit of his stuff. Some of it I haven't. Yeah, it's it's a mixed bag with him. Uh, see if he stays on a star playing crime writer Barry Allen. The development has bubbled up from a clash of creative visions. John Francis Daly, who some of you will know as the younger brother on Freaks and Geeks, mm-hmm. and Jonathan Goldstein, who have been on board the project since January 2018, have a light-hearted approach to the material even hail from that sort of background. As sources note, this is the general track favored by Warners, which scored a billion-dollar hit with Aquaman by going the fun spectacle route and is seeing strong buzz on Shazam, which is wearing its superheroics is fun on its sleeve. Miller is said to want a darker take on the material. (sighs) Now, I would say that... There's a lot of darkness in the Flash's story that you can do, but there's also a lot of fun. And Barry Allen, one of the ways that they used to, um, well, they would partner him with characters where he would be the more comedic character in the comics, just because Barry, Barry was ultimately an optimist, and that's why the See, darker parts of his the darker parts of the Flash's story became so. Powerful because Barry was an optimist. In ye olden days, when I was a boy, Barry Allen's Flash was not the comic relief. He was lighthearted. He was the optimist. Oh, yeah, yes. I'm not saying he was the he was the Joker, but he was he was he was lighthearted. He has since I think since Justice League animated. Mm. I think there's been a lot more emphasis on the Flash as the as the jokester, as the class clown, because you see that in the cartoon, you see it in the comics since then. Well, you um, see it in some of the comics. In his own title, it's certainly the the current Flash run is not he. It's there's not a lot of humor. And the dark thing, you know, that whole grim, gritty origin mm. story with his mother's death. That's a retcon. That that's Jeff Johns adding his two cents into the thing because and, that was not part of the original origin. And of Barry honestly, Fla- Barry, um, Barry they've, they've done a fine job with that with the TV version of the Flash. And I don't know that necessarily. I wouldn't mind there being a piece of the origin story of the Flash in a new Flash film, but I don't necessarily. I don't. It's just like. Give give me ten minutes of origin story and give me the rest of the film. You yeah, know? if Warner's chooses against Miller's take on the hero, the actor could part ways with the project. Additionally, well. and fittingly for a hero who races to beat the clock, there is a countdown scenario here as well. According to one insider, Miller's holding deal on Flash expires in May. Hmm. So after that i mean we we already don't have a batman right now because ben affleck is done Mm -hmm. and according to reports i guess he's done in interviews he couldn't crack the character Mm 
What does that mean? Well, no, he couldn't crack. He couldn't crack the script, and he said that he and as they were working, and he he said specifically the script. Yeah. And I think that considering, for all the fact that Ben Affleck has proven himself to be a decent writer with some scripts, doing a Batman story, doing a superhero story, doing you know that's it is a different thing. Except, I would I would argue that if you do a Batman story right. Then you don't approach it as a superhero story. Well, in order to make that story work. Now, Christopher Nolan had a good start. Mm -hmm. Uh, And from what I'm hearing, Matt Reeves, I think, has a good take on it, too. Because his Batman's superpower is his intelligence. And that's not something that we've seen in the movies. We have not seen the Dark Knight detective. We haven't seen him... (laughs) put the pieces together to figure things out it's always just been let them fight and that's not that's not a a good way to do that i mean batman 66 even made him more of a detective than the movies have lately (laughs) you know it's the movies but the movies have also shown him whether especially if you include the animated films and the different takes in the animated films you know you look at you know batman 89 you look at nolan's you look at all these things um, there's different ways to do the character, but just because. So what? What I think, from what I've been getting from, I've seen a couple of things where where Affleck talked about it. It's like he just couldn't get the script to be what he wanted it to be. Yeah. And so I completely understand. And also, if you're not going to have the shared universe, if you're not, if if you're potentially going, if you know, because Man of Steel two may never happen, Justice League two may never happen, and if they do happen, they're probably going to be very different than what they planned. Yeah. So. I would I, I would I, imagine that if those things if those movies do go forward, they're not going to be number two. They'll no, be they'll no, be a no. colon and a subtitle. Well, they probably won't even have those like subtitles. Man of Steel. I'm, you know, I, I I had no problem with with Ben Affleck's Batman um, overall. It wasn't. I didn't. I think he was. I fine, thought he did fine with the character. But I don't. I, I think also, the story material. Was I also bad. don't think he's necessarily. I don't. I'm not like. Oh, he's gone. What? No, yeah. we could Cook, never have a Batman film. Lenita Cook, um, Ezra Miller's cute, but not as as Barry Allen. Long long live Grant Gustin. She says, <laughs> the Flash gets more exploration in TV. Maybe maybe should stay there. Uh, Thomas Townley over at Multiverse Tonight. DC needs to stay away from the dark. No, so. I would disagree. Tom, um, and the reason I say that is because there are dark stories to be told in the DC universe. There are, but, but not every single one of them. Not every single one of them. Um, I think that... So, so as somebody who has has had made some minor championi- championi- championing, there we go, use the words, of of Man of Steel specifically, because I saw what I saw what Snyder was trying to do, um, but we've also talked about the fact that 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 sort of rooting superheroes in the real world has its own problems, uh-huh. uh huh, and that that was Man of Steel's biggest one is, do you want Superman rooted in the real world. That's kind of a terrifying thought. And there's a horror film coming out uh, called Brightburn uh, using the same visual style as the Man of Steel trailers in its trailer doing the same thing. It's basically what if Superman was written as, uh, you know, a psychotic. Um, And the joke for a lot of people is that based on the visuals in the trailer, are we sure he wasn't in Man of Steel? So, I mean, you know, that's, that's... Whatever, however you feel about the Snyder films, at least he was he was trying to tell a story in a specific way. 
this is this is the consequence sometimes of of giving your creative universe mm. over to one person's vision. It makes me wonder what the newly announced Batman Year One from Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. is going to look like. Well, considering Frank Miller's about. He's hit and miss too, just oh, like Grant he's Morrison. So hit and miss. And the sad thing is, is that when he's when when Miller is good, he's amazing. Yeah. And when he's bad, he's terrible. Sorry, yeah, folks. It's 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 the, he swings to the extremes. There's very, there's very little but, middle ground, unfortunately. I've, yeah. I've, I don't I don't think I've ever read a, uh, a Miller book where I said this is okay. It's yeah. been like, oh, I hate this, or oh, I love this. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you stop considering, you know, Batman Year One, fantastic book. Oh yeah. Uh, the Dark Knight Returns was, of course, the know, first one, groundbreaking. The first, yeah, series, the first series. one, two and three, not so much. Very much, um, so. especially three. Yeah, well, and I think He's, three. The, I see. I think three was was just as much Azarello as it was Frank Miller. I and Azarello's not. Everyone's guilty in. in Azarello doesn't have a a huge supportive following either i mean he's he's one of those that you either love him or hate him too yeah. and he did what he did he? he did wonder woman new 52 you know the amazon cannibals who yeah. raped and pillaged mm. the men and then yeah. killed them and yeah. i was like that's not i think he did, I, as i recall he did 100 bullets and which i which i is a series i enjoyed um but it was also a crime series which is a completely different genre yeah so I mean, Tom, Thomas says they need to hit the reset, start over with more of the Marvel method of universe building. I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't think that DC needs to try to be Marvel at this point because we're too far gone. Well, there's two things happening that work in DC's favor now. One is that they're not doing it right now. They're they're you know these films. If the films cross over, great. But right now, it's like no, they're all doing their own things. Yeah. And secondly, Marvel is about to hit a very interesting place where all of their big stars contracts are up mm -hmm. and it's phase well this isn't what well, this isn't phase three phase three and phase three is, is it, are we in phase three maybe because it wasn't phase no two? phase four oh no, okay. we're at the end of phase three okay so this is all the success the success of the mcu has been built around a formula sorry folks the marvel films have a formula it's a successful one i'm not knocking it but it's a formula Mm -hmm. And Robert Downey Jr. Yep. The success of the six uh, and Samuel Jackson, uh, these two guys, Chris Evans. Um, I mean, they're they're basically built around Downey, Chris Evans, and Chris Hemsworth at this point. It's yeah. it's it's you know Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and everybody else is just just surrounding. And this is not this them. is not to knock the smaller film quote unquote smaller films. I love the Ant Man movies. I, I enjoy them a lot. Those are those are fun. Uh, superhero films, and I love the characters and the performances are all great. But yeah, but Paul can't can't lead the franchise. He's, and and he's, I don't think there's any that as character. As far as we can see, there's no intention to make him be somebody. Robert Heinsohn. I just want Squirrel Girl with Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick's not going to play Squirrel Girl. Uh, Mila Weintraub is playing Squirrel Girl in the TV series New Warriors, right? Which is going to be on. Does it have a home yet? I think originally it was going to be on Freeform, and then it wasn't. I don't. I don't, I don't know, know that it's. I, I, I have not heard anything lately about whether that's still in production. 
I would hope so. That seems like a um, fun show. Uh, and and Mila Vintraub, of course, you probably know her as the AT and T girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's also a, a, a noted documentary producer. She's mm. she's also done stuff on that because she's a family a family of refugees mm-hmm. um, during the whole. Uh, Kosovo, Slobodan, Milosevic years, right, I believe, yeah. and she's done a number of different things around that and that history, cool. and and has very has been very very critically acclaimed on that work. Well, so, we'll have to look into that because that that show seemed like it had a lot of promise for introducing characters, Marvel characters who are younger, mm-hmm. and also are not as, certainly not as well known as some of the big ones have become. What about Anna Kendrick as Kate Bishop? The other Hawkeye. Did you see there are a lot of folks who are wondering whether or not the kid we saw in the trailer is Kate Bishop, even though it's so clearly meant to be Hawkeye's daughter? Well, it, it, why, why couldn't it be both? Well, yeah, because... Why couldn't they have well, adopted Kate Bishop? The Marvel, the, the Marvel MCU is much, much closer to the ultimate line in terms of its structure and characters. Right, which doesn't exist main, anymore. Which doesn't exist anymore. Although some of those characters have crossed over into the, to the main universe. Well, um, 616 doesn't exist anymore either. Well, it's all been merged into yeah, it's one. A, it's a thing. They had their um, own little crisis. <laughs> so, yeah, I, mean, I have one could, of those every day. So his Hawkeye's daughter could end up being the Kate Bishop analog. Yeah. Um, the, the daughter has a name. It's not Kate. Um, I can't remember what the name is. But, yeah, no, I mean, I, honestly, having a Kate Bishop, uh, Marvel could take a page from DC and make a TV show. And have it be Young Avengers, because there's actually a Young Avengers team, mm-hmm. and you could actually have a pretty cool show if you if you went with Mar- that lineup and add some in some new ones. I think Marvel's doing okay on TV. I mean, uh, granted, all of the Netflix shows have just been canceled, but we also have word that there could they could very well find a new home on Disney Plus in some way, shape, or form. I would and hope I, so. I think what's going to happen is you've got. Um, Cloak and Dagger just got a season pickup, so mm-hmm. they're going into what season two, season, season three. Two, I think. So that's continuing on Freeform. No, uh, yeah, Freeform. I've watched a couple episodes of it. I have not gotten back into it. You've I've, got Runaways on Hulu, which Dustin has given me a review of, and he said it is if you take the Runaways comic mm-hmm. and shake it at, at the, the TV show. production. Um, you will be in the general ballpark of how close they are. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, you have Miss was also the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still uh-huh. coming back for its final season. Mm-hmm. Um, Inhumans didn't work on TV, no. but it could, There, there is rumblings that, that could make its way back around to the theatrical side of things. Which I would not recommend, Marvel, that's my two cents. You have Scarlet Witch and Loki, both getting TV shows on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and the word is that Elizabeth Olsen's not too thrilled about all of that because she feels sidelined in favor of the new shiny Captain Marvel. Um, there's rumor, and I don't, I, I'd have to look this up to see if it's been confirmed or not, but there's a rumor about a TV show that pairs up Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's a rumor, Ooh, but that would that also be, be that would also be on Disney Plus. And then uh, you've got the new animated mm-hmm. stuff that's out now with all the with all the women, um, which is getting mixed re- response. Um, see, the thing about it is, so you can't really sit there and say 
people don't like it because then you're automatically labeled as a sexist. It's like, well, if I address the craft of a thing, how a thing is made, whether it's DC or Marvel or anything. I haven't seen enough of it to... I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it at all. I mean, I know we've got members of the live action shows are in the animated show. Mm -hmm. So you do have that crossover. So it's kind of sort of in the same universe, but not really. Right, yeah. But if you look at a thing and you say, I don't like this thing because the shape doesn't appeal to me. I don't like this thing because, you know, it well, but we've talked about this. We've talked direction about this. Real but, criticism is different than... But the reactions to the criticism, whether the criticism well, is valid but, or not, the reactions to the criticism are and, all the same. Well, no, they're not. Mostly. Because, no, they're not. Because some people do take criticism well. A lot of people clearly don't. But... That, you that's, can, an, that's an awful lot in that a lot. But... Would you see, would you want to see somebody else replace Ezra Miller if he if you know, this dark and gritty grim I don't flash. have a problem with that. I mean I like I thought Ezra Miller was fine in it but honestly I don't I don't, I don't need a grim flash especially with the DC taking the view that we're just going to make superhero films and if they happen to cross over with each other great but they don't have to be in the same universe which means I'm okay with a new flash. Mm-hmm. I just want I want a blonde Flash. I, I, I mean, yeah, Barry Allen isn't blonde. I don't care. I don't. I honestly don't care. Barry Allen's always been a blonde. And I don't care. I mean, it just doesn't bother me. Um, because it's a movie. It's a movie version of the character. Aqua, I know. I mean, Aquaman has been blonde, but Jason Momoa does a fine job in the part. And he's okay. I think, he, I think he's... Considering all the different ways this film could have gone wrong. Oh, no, no, I know. I know. It skated the edge. Wrong. It skated the edge. And and but like I, I said, like I said, when done. we came out of the theater after watching it, I felt like I had seen Green Lantern again because there's too many different things going on. It's trying to do, it's trying to tell too many stories at once. I would agree it's way once. too crowded, but I would say no. Green Lantern was a far, far worse film. Um, and there were a lot of different reasons for Green Lantern to be a far, far worse film. Well, and I didn't say Aquaman was as bad as Green Lantern. I just said I felt like I'd watched well, Green okay. Lantern again because here's the story thread, here's the story thread, here's yeah. the story oh, yeah. thread, here's no, the story thread, here's this and here's this. And well, that's just, why it's a mess. They're, they're literally talking about how one of the sequels they want to do is The Trench, which would be a straight-up underwater horror film if, if it based on what we saw in the film, which I'm like, really? Mm. Tell, tell me this story. I'm curious what you want to do with this because that <laughs> sounds like a neat idea if you can make it work. Did, but, did they already do that with Pacific Rim? I mean, wasn't that what the whole idea of Pacific Rim was? Deep down in the trench, that's where the monsters come out. Yeah, but that was that was they fight giant robots. This would be they, they fight something else. Superheroes, giant yeah, robots. So sure. what's the difference? Yeah, it's all so, the same, no, I right? I don't, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with him with them recasting Ezra Miller. You know, if 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 they can work it out and he's he's plays the part, that's fine. I enjoyed him in Justice League, but um, I don't need him to play the part. <laughs> Lenita Cook. He's beefy. Beefy Jason. That's all that movie had, but it's kind of all it needed. There you go. See? See? People didn't go to see Aquaman. They went to see Jason, Jason Momoa wet. And that's okay. And that's okay. If that's why you went to see the film, good for you. Um, so, no, I mean, but I think DC's been freed by this. I, th- I honestly think that they've been, they have, recognizing that they don't have to fit this all into the same world. I mean, they're talking about a new gods movie, which considering the importance of the new gods, first of all, 
This I could be like so insane. I don't think anybody in Hollywood right now could handle Kirby. Not I'm, like that. Well, it depends on what they do. So uh, if you focus it, if you do like a, a the the what is it, the Forever People? If you focus it on them, maybe. And and I'm not saying necessarily saying do that because I'm not actually a huge fan of them. Um, and they're not my favorite Kirby uh, New Gods creations. But they're I mean they had, they, had a, they had their own comic book miniseries in the 80s, what 80s or 90s? Something like that. So yeah. I mean they they have a, there's an audience for it. I just not my favorite one. Give me give me Desaad. Give me uh, you know uh, light ray give me well um, and you know, you know if we're if we're going to get furies. into that well yeah i was give just about to say you know you big... could you could do if if we're talking about you know an answer to captain marvel and the whole feminist movement type movies and stuff then sure do the furies do big barda um do granny goodness granny goodness is her own uh i think it's her own miniseries right now do you see that um Criticism of that cover on the Furies that uh, that is now getting all sorts of. Uh -oh. I'll, I'll have to send that to yeah, you. It's no, no. it's another thing you probably won't agree is a valid criticism of the thing, but it's a thing. No. Um, so anyway, so, there's. I'm, no, you're right. It it uh, basically it'd be making two thousand one with superheroes. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what you'd have kind to be. Of. I mean, no, I, the last 15 minutes of 2001 <laughs> with superheroes. Uh, so, which, I, which what, I am all on board with, but it would be trippy as hell. What do you think about the rumor? There was, at one point, somebody was saying that um, Warner Brothers was thinking about bringing George Miller in for something. I'm all on board. Whether, I, I don't know if that was the just the Justice League sequel or something. I don't remember what it was, but somebody was basically saying George Miller is finally getting his due. He's going to get to make a DC movie, and I at the at that point, I think it was just a rumor. You know what I'd like to see him do, just because it just it it makes it makes my little fanboy heart go pitter patter. I want him to do the Creature Commandos. I mean, the, what's the, what's it's, what's the what's the DC version of the. It's not. It's not. Creature Commandos is Marvel, but what's there's a DC version of the. the uh, God, he needs to. He needs to do. A, he needs to do a, a DC war movie with monsters. Oh, um, wow! I just went. I'm. I'm oh, blank. I'm drawing blank I, on that. I think. I think. I think Vertigo did a. a, a uh, brought him back a little bit ago, or somebody. Oh, I don't know. But Th Thomas says he would love a Mister Miracle movie. Yes, that would be fun. That would be fine because you could do it as a as a heist movie, maybe. Well, you could do it. I mean, you got you could do it as it's a heist escape movie. Film. Uh, you, they, it's the, the the beginnings of the film is he and Barda escape from Apocalypse. Uh -huh. They're chased after by, um, you know, the the, the rest Desaad. of the female Furies or Desaad or Parademons, and the film is a heist film using escapology so that they can get rid of all these people and and save the Earth. I am on board. Make it happen. George what, Miller. Oh, <laughs> what, what, what about George? What about George Miller doing an Adam Strange movie? See, I would love a good Adam Strange movie. Um, I've been really kind of the character has been handled really hit and miss. I think over the last 20, 20 30 years in the comics, mm -hmm. um, but it is very much space opera. It could be. It's. A, it would be end up. It could be done like a very a much more serious. Oddly, and. This shouldn't work, right? A more serious Guardians of the Galaxy, 
um, because it's that kind of epic scale, zipping from planet to planet, fighting you know right. intergalactic threats. Adam Strange is more like Flash Gordon than it is Guardians. Yeah, but you could also bring in some of the DC cosmic characters that way and have them fit in that where they wouldn't necessarily fit in you know the current. Well, because you got the Thanagarians, because so you could bring in Hawkman. Yeah, yeah, you could bring in um, you could bring in Space Cabby. There's a flashback for you. I heard. Did I hear? Were, were they making Tommy tomorrow? Were they making a space cabby movie at one point? Wasn't that there was something about space cabby that was coming out either a TV it, show or a thing? Because think, you've got you've got show, Booster Gold. Yeah, you know you could do Booster. I still I still think that if you're going to do Booster Gold, you got to have Blue Beetle in it. See, if you do Booster 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 Gold and Blue Beetle, I really part of me really wants Justice League International. Just one punch. Be, one punch. Just just to get that one punch, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. There's DC really has opened themselves up to a lot of possibilities here where they had really kind of boxed themselves in. Yeah, well, we are boxed in by uh, the constraints of time, so we're going to take off out of here. Uh, don't forget that you can get a discount at SuperheroStuff.com when you enter the code SCIFI for me 10 that will get you a 10% discount on your order. And next week, what are we talking about next week? I, next week's going to be kind of a weird thing because, one, it is to the day our 10th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be live from the McCormick Center in Chicago for C2E2. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to be back here. I'll be back uh, here. With Master Control. We're going to see how that goes. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, Everything's but, going to be fine. Yeah, but we've got to figure out how we're going to do H two O next week. So uh, because you know it'll be you know spread across you know different places and right, such. Yeah. So so that'll be next week, and then the week after that is Planet Comic Con. Um, so it's about to get very 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 busy, mm-hmm. and for the most part, we're looking forward to it. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, and for the record, Tim and I are still friends. Uh-huh. I'm just always right, and he's wrong. See? That's where we are. All right. Um, okay. Thanks very much for, for tuning in. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Hit the little bell for notifications. Uh, sign up for our newsletter. The latest one just went out. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you get the latest news over at SciFiForMe.com. And we've got new episodes of Tartar Sauce and trailer park we've got to record salacious crumbs is coming out all of that next week mm-hmm. and uh more goodness on the way That's so right. thanks very much for watching folks we'll see you later Thanks. copyright 2019 by flaming dog media llc all rights reserved no portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of flaming dog media 